Good morning and welcome to Sunday the 27th. Three more days of madness left for the, to, to beat the stamp duty deadline. Well, the first stamp duty deadline, should we say. Um, I'm sure it has been madness out there for uh, conveyancers, mortgage consultants, surveyors and agents. But obviously, thank you very much to everyone and everyone's hard work that they're putting out there in the industry. And that goes out to all the conveyancers as well, because they are pulling in some enormous shifts to help their clients get over the deadlines and not forgetting removal companies as well. Um, I mean, we had a story on Friday where um, a removal company had let the owner down, um, ref then refused to start um, returning any calls. Um, and she was left on the driveway, two cars full, but the bulky stuff. And But fortunately, she was able to sort herself out. And again, the, the, turning that into a positive, our sales progressed this month as she did all that she could to try and get someone to help. But you're trying to um, pull a rabbit out of the hat, I think, on Friday, trying to find someone at last minute. But the owner did manage to... Um, to sort it out but it reflected in a google review as well that the vendor gave that we went above and beyond uh normal remit to help the vendors but um massive uh, massive thank you to everyone out there at the minute um like i said three more days left how's everyone finding it is it madness out there uh our solicitors helping you so that'd be interesting to know um and good morning to you mr brown Oh, thank you. <laughs> morning, Luke. I thought it was going to be the Luke Sinclair <laughs> show this morning. I'm self-progression and uh, conveyancing. Yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave you to it. Uh, I'll just say hello, David Mintz. Good morning. <laughs> Even David Mintz is good morning, Luke. Good morning. Yeah. And he's calling you Obi-Wan. That's nice. I think Obi-Wan is you. I think. I, 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 I doubt it. Morning, David. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining us this morning. So, okay, now was the first question I was going to ask you, what's it been like? Um, has June been a record record month of completions? And I think what's really interesting is people having to work to this deadline now, days on market from a lot of the posts I'm seeing has dropped considerably. So the question is being asked now, if it can be done, should it be continuous? Should it continue like this? Because yeah. People have shown, solicitors have shown, conveyances have shown, um, agents have shown, um, removal companies have shown, mortgage companies have shown, surveyors have shown that the days on market can 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 become lower, which yeah. is um, so. You know, what are the lessons that can be learned from this absolute mayhem? Yeah, yeah, and also I think just as as a business, I suppose. Whereas we thought perhaps we couldn't cope with maybe that volume, then when we've been forced to work it under that pressure and in the and, and the volume uh, uh, amount, then is it is it something that you'd like to get used to? I know that we would, um, and that that new volume is is certainly taught us and given us a taster for something. I mean, I think we're on sixty. 61, yeah, sixty one completions so far um, for for June and wow. probably still got another 15 to 20 to go. And what would a normal June look like then? So a normal June would be around 45, would be around 45. So that's, when you're talking percentage terms, that's also, that's um, obviously um, a, a lot, lot higher as a, as a percentage that, what is it, 30%, 30-ish percent or, or so higher. Um, so, 
Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's it is it is good, and it's it's helped us kind of look at would we like this to to become more of the norm? Absolutely. And then on the flip side, have you found that people who aren't able to complete um, with this um, end of June deadline? Uh, anybody asking for price you know, re reductions, renegotiating, or they're just happy to, to go along with it? And the reason why I asked that, you sent me a fantastic, um, very um, interesting message this week about mortgage rates um, yep. and how cheap money is. And, um, and I wondered what is happening with that then? Yeah, well, we're, I mean, we're, we've not seen it yet. There's a couple that are kind of tinkering that there may be signs of a renegotiation, but not in the masses that was maybe forecast or predicted back in June, uh, sorry, back in March. Um, so touch wood, I don't think, I don't think we'll see mass, a massive dent to the pipeline. Again, with the pipeline for us is, is again, it'd be interesting to know if agents have still got this. So even if their pipeline is empty during June, has that kind of created a bit of a drought or have they got a substantial pipeline still to to keep going for the remainder of the year? Because we've probably done what we'd normally do in 12 months in six months at the minute by the end of June. Incredible. And talking about negotiating, um, we've got one listener who actually on our last um, session rang me up the next day to yeah. say we were talking about negotiation and they yeah. had an on a property eight thousand pounds less and they managed to speak with their financial broker um, and negotiate that extra eight thousand pounds for full asking price and acceptable offer so it's nice to see and get calls for people putting stuff yeah. in this well what we talk about so thank you jane yeah. appreciate, it. appreciate the call and letting us yeah. know yeah. and also jane also um for creating opportunities so in a coffee shop um speaking to the lady and then finding out that sadly that lady's getting divorced she potentially needs to sell her property and go into rental and she's just created two opportunities just by having a conversation so thank you for your feedback it's brilliant to hear that some of the things we talk about do actually work it's a miracle yeah, well, we had uh, we had an, an instance of the no regrets offer this week on our property. Um, so they initially offered six hundred and sixteen thousand, I believe. Uh, guess what their no regrets offer would be? Thirty-one thousand one hundred and fifty-three point two zero. Six hundred and sixty-two thousand was was the no regrets offer that they would happily make because they knew that there was competition in the property. Again, it's it's, are, are you, it's it's a question around acting on behalf of the vendor and getting the best price. And are you making other buyers aware that they've got to, they've got to be sharp with their offers, be in the best position as well. But yeah, that, I thought that was quite an interesting one just by asking that question about what would your no regrets offer be? And it came, and it came out a substantial amount higher. Okay, so here's a question for you and something that I've been pondering all week and maybe our listeners and everybody watching today can let us know what they think and I'll post about it a bit later. Um, every offer, should it be put forward via Zoom or FaceTime or WhatsApp video? Oops. 
um, I think I think there's benefits to doing it face to face, and I think it's I think there's benefits to making it so that it's a scheduled time with the owner, and not just interrupting their day. I know you're interrupting their day for a purpose, but if they're halfway through, I don't know. Let's say, for example, they're feeding the baby or they're dealing with a stressful situation at work, then perhaps um, scheduling in just that I've, I've got news of an offer, when's a good time to talk? And okay. if it's now, it's now. If it's in half an hour, it's in half an hour. Okay, so to answer David Mintz's question, or a FaceTime or a phone call, the reason being, I just think you can actually see people's reaction as to what they think about the offer. And I think it will help you as to negotiate that offer. You know, obviously it's our duty to get the best outcome for that vendor, for that landlord. Um, I remember back in my day, you know, I put, you know, I would go and do face-to-face -face offers, you know, and it was really interesting then. And if we got to within maybe 5% and we couldn't agree the offer, then I would get the purchaser to come back and we would sit down with a purchaser and vendor and see whether we could negotiate um, an offer to everybody's satisfaction. Um, but I quite like doing it, seeing people's reactions, seeing what they think about the offer um, face to face. I think it would tell you a lot. And I think the reason why I ask that question now is I think people are a lot more used to Zoom and having these conversations you know and virtual tours and virtual appraisals and, and stuff like that so actually you doing something via zoom you doing something via facetime or whatsapp i think people are more used to it and will be happy happier to do it don't know just just a thought just a thought yeah well i don't think it's going to do uh it cause it to be detrimental again to putting the offer forward so again i think it's one of those things until you explore it and you try it you don't know do you not at all, not at all. So, I had a great conversation this week. Sorry, EA Masters launched this week as well. Good. How was it? Yeah, it was good. I haven't watched all of it. I need to watch some on, on the replay, but it seemed uh, it seemed good. It's obviously got lots of content over the next few months. I know a lot of agents have been. Uh, I think you can go onto the website to find out if you're shortlisted, can't you? In the top, is it top ten percent? I think you have to put your web address in now because I think they've added a new um, section to it. And you can also approach your right move account manager to get your performance scores uh, as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I could, I could arrange that. Could arrange the mascot. We've got, a, we've got a selection of mascots to pick from. Obviously, I did get sacked as the rider's mascot. Not that I'm bitter, bitter about it, but um, got pipped to the post on that one so what? no yeah so someone else someone else took over me and have you seen coming to amazon prime looks listings no uh, so this is an australian version i think of million dollar listing which involves the one and only gavin rubinstein okay <laughs> so apparently i think it launches on the 8th of july and it's on amazon prime it does look quite so it does look quite entertaining as as i'm sure it needed to be um 
but uh, I just thought I'd put that out there for anyone that's got Amazon Prime. And it, uh, obviously, we follow we follow the the Australian market and what real estate agents do over there. And uh, and Gavin, to give him his credit, whenever he's talked on stage at Arec, I think he's done it twice. Yeah, we, we saw him, didn't we? Yeah, he's he's always he's always been really good. And again, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and he didn't. Uh, and he's tried different uh, industries, so um, he, he know he knows his stuff, and he's fallen into a very lucrative premium upper market. But yes, the, it's called Lux Listings, L U X E Listings. So I thought I'd mention that this week to to make everyone aware. And I think it it is around the eighth of july from memory okay i'm gonna have to look that one up and get it should be should be good (laughs) should be good i wonder whether they're gonna do um i know they're doing another uk version here i think it was with sotheby's wasn't it um i don't know i've I've not seen that one i think they had they had one that came out i think earlier in the year and now it's being made into a full series as well so but I remember oh, going back. I can't remember. Green and Co was filmed for a year. Yes, we, we we had a series called Property People, um, and I know you know as much as we want it to be a, pro- a promotional video of a company, the way they edit it and highlight it, it's not quite exactly. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it was maybe something you would have used as a promotional video to highlight the best bits of Green and Co. No, but what it did is it did help us improve and get better. Mm. So, you know, we used to take everybody away um, once a year where we used yeah. to have Clinton staff in the office and we'd go away for three days and we would have guest speakers and we would look at our businesses and see whether and what areas we can improve. And then we would sit down, a bit like Question of Sport. We had it on. We watched um, a bit, right, what do we learn from it? What do we take away? What can we improve? What can we get better on? Um, and I'm sure the green way partly came from that as well as a result. So um, it was an experience. And I remember I remember there was another property series called Under Offer where they followed six agents around from up and down the country. So I think they had Beauchamp Estates, which deal with the higher end of the market. And then they had a guy in Exeter or Devon, I'm sure, from Bradley's. From Bradley's, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I think the best bit was him having his hair cut by his desk um, because he was so busy, Um, (laughs) which, 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 which was absolutely crazy. So here's a question for you. Yep. So um, on Wednesday, I was honoured to be joined by Damien Hughes, um, high performance um, co-host, who the week before was interviewing um, Tim Peake, and then the week after was being interviewed by little Stephen Brown. Um, But we were talking about high performance. um, And obviously, you know, we love... We're big fans of a podcast. You know, you mention every week you listen to James Timpson, you listen to Jim Malone, you listen to, you know, all these exceptional interviews. So I asked him, um, what does high performance now mean to him? Um, and he changed his answer to when he um, when he came and when he spoke, I think in October last year. Um, and what's also exciting is he's got a new book coming out and um he has said to me he's going to come on again in December um, and talk about that. So that's quite exciting as well. So I'll share with you what high performance means to him. 
So just to give you some thinking time, what does high performance mean to you? And also, again, if you're watching and listening, please put in the comments, what does high performance mean to you? So for him, it's three things. It's about being the best you can, having the best amount of knowledge you can have, and actually being in the moment, okay? So, you know, making sure you and I are in the moment now, we're giving the best content, we're giving the best information we can to people out there. So, again, Mincy, what does high performance mean to you? I can't, I can't wait to see your answer. Um, there you go, Luke. So I've bought you some time. Yeah, no, thanks for that. You gave me lots and lots of time for that. Not that we and we haven't rehearsed any of this whatsoever and put me on the spot, and I'm still trying to stall for even more time to generally think of things. So, so high high performance for me is I see every day as a school day, and I think you can learn you can learn one thing. And sometimes I've I've watched a video or um, listened to a podcast um, for it, um, and like. Just in the past week or so, I've been listening to Josh Vegan's Blueprint on on, uh, on my morning walks, and I've been walking to and from work occasionally as well, um, which is about five, five and a bit miles um, with, with it. So I think it's every day is a school day, and it's always constantly learning. Um, but then it's also learning from your mistakes uh, as well and recognizing those because um, it's okay to make a mistake but uh, a mistake made once is a mistake and as Josh says a mistake made twice is then a decision so you've then decided to keep on making that mistake again again and again um, so and and it's also have to me it's having a system for um, storing that and recollecting it um, because I can remember things that are probably irrelevant, but simple things that are probably more relevant to day to day, I have to write them down. So I, it's having a system and tool and tools for that. Um, and things like Evernote help me for that, where I, it's easy to easy to search. So if you, the other, the other day it was all about um, morning meeting agendas, so I've got various things that I've saved throughout. The, the period of time I've been using Evernote 2007 and I just type in morning meeting and then all of these things come up and and occasionally when I want um, a, a bit of a burst an idea energy kind of session and I'm maybe doing a marketing thing I've got I've tagged them as marketing ideas so anything I see I take a picture of it and tag it as marketing ideas so I suppose they're, they're, they're the things for me so it's the it's the whole constantly learning and try and learn something at least one new thing a day um, and then it's learning from the mistakes and it's having a system so that you can use all of those things together. Morning, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us. So again, Jeremy, put you on the spot as well. What does high performance mean to you? Um, so I think I agree, you know, and, and Damien spoke about um, language and the power of language, you know, and actually, you know, a failure he would call a learning. Um, what I really like, one thing he said was, um, you know, when your kids come home and they go, you know what, uh, I'm useless at maths. And the dad goes or the mum goes, no, you're not, you're really good at maths. And the kid gets really defensive. No, I'm absolutely rubbish. Um, and then it was a question of actually just saying after that, you know, you know, you may not be good at it yet. You know, and just for yet bit. 
get some you're not having a fight with them you're thinking okay so you can improve you can get better and you can learn from it and i thought that was very powerful very powerful three-letter word i agree totally with what you say because for me every day is a learning day and i think on the um, world-class agency podcast i think um when i got asked that question what does world-class agency mean um they've used that line in their intro so i hear my dulcet tones every time they put on a podcast so thanks for that sam hunter and mark worrell um but i think it's about taking action as well you know um so it's great that you know we all listen to all this stuff but what do i actually do you know do we take action do we implement it and then i think it comes down to being consistent you know and being disciplined and you know one of the things i'm starting to do with a couple of agencies is give them challenges because for me i think video and facebook and being consistent in it is really important it gets your name out there it gets your face out there get very very quickly um and i had sort of one video this week which i thought was really interesting um they've they feel very uncomfortable doing it which is understandable you know and again i spoke to damien how do you get um comfortable being uncomfortable with everything and he spoke about i think it's called the dunning krieger law um so you know um what i would do is look that up dunning krieger law and it give you an idea as to what you need to do to go from um being comfortable to being uncomfortable but they did a video this week of actually going in and meeting people in their office and telling everybody what they did um and they got loads of comments about that oh it's really nice to see the people really nice to see the faces behind the names names behind the faces it's really nice to see what your office looks like it's nice to see that it's safety compliant um, it's nice to know what everybody does as well. Um, so again, when was the last time you did a video of you and your team and your colleagues and your office and actually showing people what you actually do? Because I'm sure people will think estate agents, all you do is pick up a phone, just say, I've got a property for it. Do you want to buy it? Oh, yes. There you go. That was easy. Yeah. No. Money crowd road. And we all know it's a lot more than that. So again, is that something that you can be doing? Morning, Jim. Nice to see you. So that's that's something that I would look at. And again, something that else has been doing this week, which I think is kept quite powerful to keep them for consistency and reinforcing, is just asking um, Luke, you know, can you tell me why should I, you know, um, I'm thinking of selling my property. Um, I understand you charge one and a half 1.75 percent that sounds a lot of money i'll really happily use you today at one percent let's go ahead how do you answer that question how do you deal with it you know and again it's just working and practicing and coming up with um you know how you would deal with that and i remember going when we were in Arik and we had um troy was very generous with his time at mcgrath and we were there on a Friday and I remember him saying every Friday before the weekend, they all sit down together and they come up with every question they are likely to be asked by their buyers, by their sellers, and they practice it 
so you know it's not uh, 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 i don't know i'll come back to you they know exactly what the answer is they know every question they're likely to be asked because they've practiced it and they've got in a position to know the answer and again i think that's being a top performer as well you know knowing what questions that you're going to be asked um on any given day on any given appointment and how you answer it and i think that comes back to his second point which is knowledge you know having that knowledge plus also being a professional and practicing so you know we've got a big game on tuesday england against germany yeah you know, england aren't going to just turn up on tuesday and think oh we're playing with germans it's going to be really easy you know since they beat the czechs they've been practicing you know what system are we going to play what tactics are we going to play how do we counter um the germans you know so again as agents what do you do to practice all the potential objections that you're going to get whether it's about fees whether it's about or you know i want to put my property on for a higher price whether it's um you know i don't want to give you my postcode details whether it is you're being the google of the area and you know every single property that's sold what's come onto the market what your competition is selling what the competition um what they charge etc etc thoughts absolutely um i mean i think the key one is practicing on each other uh, rather than practicing on the customer um, environment yeah yeah uh but we, everyone gets cringeworthy don't they as soon as, as soon as you start talking about role play and again so uh, i can't remember who kind of talked about this before but with role play when you do it amongst your, your colleagues everyone tries to trip each other up and yet there's not the consumer out there or they're very rare where they're firing the most awkward questions at you. They're firing everyday questions, and that's the whole point about it. And if you make it into a point where you're trying to catch each other out, then it doesn't become enjoyable. Um, but it is, again, I've been following um, on Instagram, so James Madison. So James Madison is out in Marbella at the minute. Um, not, yeah, I'm sure he's having a good time, but he's also perfecting his free kick skills, he's he's doing his training. So yes, whilst he, he's having a good time, he's still he's still putting in the effort before the season begins. And that's what and that's what we need to be doing. So he's practicing on pieces of metal cutouts that look like players and and other goalkeepers so that he can be in top form for when the season starts again. And it's only the same analogy. And it's exactly the same for Andy Murray. Look at Andy Murray. He's practice and practice and practice to get back to to kind of full fitness so um and hopefully going to do pretty well at Wimbledon but um I, I think the the role play thing is, is a must I think the overcoming the objective on fee is is a massive thing because it's a customer's intuition that they're going to say well can you do it for less or someone's quote of course of course they've they've done it for one percent because they can't compete with us on our service so the only thing they can compete with is on our price or on their price and that's why they're undercutting us what what is it that you like about our service and get the customer to to maybe re, replay exactly what it is well i like the 3d tours i like the fact you've got a great social media presence i like the fact that you've been talking to me for the past six months 
Um, again, I mean, just a couple of things that I've learnt, learnt on the Josh Fegan, um, just replaying the blueprint thing, is that the reason fee comes into it is because we've not built up enough of a relationship with the clients and we're expecting to be able to go from zero to hero in the space of maybe a week of knowing the client. Whereas if we work on those relationships prior, and that could be 12 months, 18 months, two years, again, go back to the Matt, Matt Steinway Lemon story. 18 years or so he was working on that client to get that business yeah 15 years yeah so something like that but again we yes there are ones that just fall in your lap but if you work on those relationships now that you're going to have a nice steady conveyor belt of of people that are ready as and when as and when they are ready um again he talks about alexander phillips and how alexander phillips he he controls the listings that are coming to the market so he has his 10 that are available that he can cope with at that moment in time, but he's got 10 in the background. But if those 10 suddenly sell rapidly, he can bring more to the market, or I think Josh talks about how he can bring them to auction a lot quicker um, for it as well. So I, th I think there's lots, lots there that, that people can be doing, and it is setting aside that non-negotiable time in the diary that it gets done. Yeah, and again, I posted another video this week about language. And actually, you know what? Most people think prospecting is a chore. You know, to me, it has to be a non-negotiable, full stop. But also, if you see prospecting as creating opportunities, you know, so you, know, you mentioned with Matt Steinway, that opportunity took 15 years to materialize. So again, you know, why not? Okay, you talk about Michael um, Pallio. Where's that one then? So that's Arec 2019. So this is an ex this is Michael Pallio, who is described as one of the gentlemen in the industry in Australia. Uh, I think he's British, uh, but he was uh, a mechanic for Rolls Royce. Um, and then he ended up being top salesman for, I think it might have been Rolls Royce and Mercedes. And he accidentally got into um, real estate when a customer that used to buy the cars off of him um, came up to him and said he should sell the places where the cars are parked. And at the first, thought he, at the first time he thought that they meant garages. He said, no, houses. So, and then in his first year, I believe he sold the most expensive house in Sydney. Wow. Um, but again, just through relationships. He, he didn't become the top car salesman within uh, Mercedes-Benz worldwide without building up relationships and working with clients over a period of time and not just accepting people that come into the showroom that are purchased ready there and then. Um, so again, it's... It, it's well worth it's 20 minutes it's a good video to watch it's from Eric um, and I think that again there's it's it's a it's a good training video to play to your team as well okay well it's one I'm gonna watch so what's your week planned you got a big week yes yeah, so, focusing on getting these sales over the line no so we've got a busy week so a week tomorrow we're onboarding two new colleagues uh, one of them is just come from Santander um, because they're closing a lot of the branches uh, interestingly um, that gentleman purchased a property through us at the beginning of the year as well um, 
and uh, he he he's absolutely delighted to be coming to work with us, and we're delighted to have him coming to work for us as well. Um, so he's bringing a lot of experience with dealing with clients as well. And we've got someone joining us from a Lander New Homes background uh, as well. So he um, he's joining us as one of our listers. Um, nice gentleman. Uh, as well, uh, new child on the way, I believe, as well from memory. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll be onboarding them next week. So it's it, I've um, I've probably guilty of not time blocking things and just thinking, yeah, I'll do it. But now I've religiously time blocked all the things that I want to do now, rather than just having a to do list. It's great having a to do list, but then you've actually got to schedule the time to get it done. So this this coming week, I've actually got a lot um, time block to actually achieve. So that sense of achievement should be a, a lot, lot greater uh, this week. Because I think a lot of us kind of overestimate what we can do in the space of a day, a week, a month, but underestimate what we can actually do in the year. And actually, that was one of my big lessons last year from um, reading or listening to that BJ Fogg um, book, Tiny Habit made yeah. a massive difference in my productivity which was just do it in 15 minute slots yeah. so you know, decide what you're going to do so let's just say it's prospecting or creating opportunities so it would be right 10 to 10 15 that's it then it may be whatever you want to do but at least you feel that you know i like what you said there you're feeling like you've achieved something rather yeah. than my word i've started seven things i've got seven things yeah. to finish this way well you know i've done what i've said i'm gonna do morning tony wishing you massive success in your new venture with exp good luck in grantham thanks for joining us i'm sure you're going to be incredibly successful so there's a person that consistently does exceptional videos yeah consistently doing loads of great stuff with his community as well and interviewing loads of people um has built his personal brand up um so he's going to do exceptionally well so tony i wish you massive massive success thanks for thanks for tuning in this morning yeah no uh, well i i think the the other thing with having that sense of achievement is that it's proven it gets those endorphins going so it's it's got those feel good uh influences in your brain and the chemistry in your brain so it encourages you to then want to do more and it's a bit like a drug then isn't it where it's like well i want to feel like this all the time so let's just keep repeat 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 and 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 doing that but i know i know i've been massively guilty of just having a massive to-do list but then not actually then scheduling it in scheduling it in the calendar so that's that that's one of my things from last week that I set out to to plan kind of ahead going forward. And that's a really good point because, you know, again, shout out to Jane because she helped me with this. You know, when again, when I was really struggling with Sam, you know, it's just very simple, right? What three things do you want to achieve today? You yeah. Know, and then accomplish those three things and then you feel that you've done something. You know, yeah. and as you said, okay, it makes you feel better because you've done the three things that you're going to do. Um, and then you can move on and you can build it up. And I thought that was really sound advice. So, you know, thank you, Jane, for that, because it definitely helped me. Very grateful. Yeah. No. So um, it's my 19th year with Knightsbridge, did you know? Coming up to having had my anniversary and 20 years in the industry now. Happy anniversary. 
well done you make me feel very old thank you <laughs> <laughs> after falling into the industry by accident as well from bread yeah. and cake boy at sainsbury's to your mum and dad saying oh there's a job going here why don't you uh, why don't you apply and that was with countrywide um and uh, then weekend weekend boy at spencer's reading news of the world on a sunday eating pot noodles and not doing what i should have been doing so you learned a lot from that yeah 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 uh, and back in the back in the days of no computers i mean the countrywide didn't have didn't even have repeat then i don't think uh didn't have the only the administrator was the only person with a computer in in, in the branch oh now i've got to think i can't even think 90 91 so what no god that's going to make me sound i can't be 91 surely and nine years 921 so 30 30 years i would have been in agency and then i started yeah i'm not going to go there right too much <laughs> so um and just just something else i thought was quite interesting from again uh, overdosing on josh vegan but so when when you list a property that was sold by another agent you are effectively stealing someone else's past client okay say that again so when you list a property that was sold by another agent, you are effectively stealing someone else's past client that has been underserved by them. Okay. So which agents are out there stealing your past clients that you have the contact details for? And I think that is a great question to leave and get people thinking about. So yeah. I know I consistently talk about a stay in touch policy. We consist consistently talk about these annual health checks. You know, think, you know, Luke, you said you've had 60 completions this month so far. You know, yeah. you've, you've got 60 um, market appraisal checks next year um, already booked in your diary. Yeah, well, we've already sent off the personalised anniversary cards for the anniversary completions for people that then haven't moved on. Um, so we have sent ordered those to be sent for July. And I believe there was about 280 cards that went out in the post uh, or scheduled to go out in the post uh, for July. We're already on to August just to make sure the names are all tidied up because of the transfer of data and things. And then we're bringing the Again, Spectre have brought in something called Anniversaries um, as part of their product, which looks really good. Um, so something similar to that. So they'll get a nice card from us, which is personalized to the number of years in the home. But then they'll also get some nice facts and figures about where does the home currently sit in the market. But we'd love to come out and give you a better idea. Fantastic. And one final thing. I know you had a really good month on Google reviews. Which 39, is 39 so far added since the 1st of June. So we have added nearly 15% of our Google reviews just in one month. Okay. So um, how have you managed to do that? Well done. Um, well, how did you get um, Damien Hughes onto um, your morning learnings? I asked. I, so that's what we did. That's what we did. And um, so it's not very often I get to list a property um mainly because they stopped me from going out 
but I listed a property in March that that is completed. And one of the things I said to the client during the appointment, um, 2% fee plus VAT. Um, one of the things I said to the client is that I want to be able to give you a call at the end of the end of the transaction. And I want you to be able to say to me, you're absolutely delighted and satisfied with everything um, because they asked why we charge X. Um, so we went through it all and learned, and true to my word on Tuesday, no Monday it was actually, um, Monday I rang the client to make sure they were happy with everything. I said, so would you now be given the honor in providing that in a Google review? Yep, send it across, um, pop the link across, 10 minutes later the Google review's up there. Um, so it's just a matter of asking the question, but also what we did do is we dropped a text message out to the completion so far this year and just reminding them if it mean a great deal to us to do the Google review. Um, so, and that led to uh, a few of them as well, but generally it's the persistently asking and through the WhatsApp groups is putting the short URL. So you can do the short URL on the Google places. Um, and at least, at least five market appraisals, which doesn't sound a lot, but I feel their better quality market appraisals have been booked as a result of someone seeing those Google reviews. And it's only the activities that we do as a consumer at the minute in identifying when we're looking to buy a service or product, we look at reviews. So again, it's the whole Josh Vegan thing, and I think Larry Page, he nicked it from, is uh, if, if you would buy what John Smith buys, you must see through John Smith's eyes. Very good. like that one. Yeah. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, if you would buy what John Smith buys, then you must see uh, through John Smith's eyes. Go on, say it again. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep tripping me up. So I think it originated from low page, and I'm sure I've, I've probably got it completely the wrong way, but essentially you've got to see it through the customer's shoes and the customer's eyes and be and be that customer. Brilliant. Well, look, thanks so much for your time, Luke. Nice to see you. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening today. We're really grateful. Let us know what you think about that, um, Michael Pallia. Um, yes. Yo, your thoughts on that. Let us know how you're doing with your Google reviews um let us know what you think high performance is let us know what you think about zoom offers just let us know have a good week everybody thanks very much please share it like it review it tell your mates about it tell everybody in the state agency about it um if you find andy overman please let us know and have a great week everybody look forward to next week have a good Take one care. bye, -bye. bye.